everybody and welcome to Barefoot TV and Podcast Show. This is a monthly program providing you with wisdom for the journey, clarity on your path and support to manifest your dreams. I'm your host, Leanne, the Barefoot Medium. I'm an international medium, channel, twin flame, transformational coach and author. I'm incredibly blessed and honoured to act as the bridge between you and your loved ones who passed over to spirit and to be able to pass on their messages of support, peace, forgiveness, joy, and of course, love. I am also passionate about bringing together my spiritual gifts with over 20 years of professional experience in senior management, training, educating, and mentoring to support and empower people to transform their lives and manifest their dreams through my transformational coaching programs. So kick off your shoes and allow my guest and I to help you connect with your intuition and authentic selves, transform stories and patterns holding you back and to inspire you to consciously manifest the life of your dreams. So, Welcome to this month's episode where I'm joined with Justine Dean to discuss growth and the comfort zone. Justine is a life coach, NLP coach and practitioner, timeline therapist practitioner, hypnotherapist with a background in international public relations, customer service, sales, marketing and management, as well as experience running a sheep and cattle farm and being a wife, mum, and step-parent. Justine is passionate about connecting people. She's a passionate connector, loves studying and teaching human behaviour and seeing clients experience extraordinary shifts in their relationships and lives, bringing about more control and happiness rather than running on auto in fear or making the same mistakes over and over again. So welcome, Justine. Thank you so much. She sounds amazing. Um, it's amazing. so great to be. <laughs> it's so great to be here again. I'm I'm thrilled that you invited me for another chat. Yeah, and and look, I'm so pleased to have you back because our chats always transform and grow in all sorts of directions and wherever they need to go, which I love, and will yeah. be perfect for those who are watching or listening through the the program. So our topic is around growth and the comfort zone. Tell me what you yeah. know about growth. Oh, look, one of my favourite quotes, it must have been 20 years ago that I saw it, said nothing ever grows in your comfort zone. So mm. a lot of people um, wish and hope and for change and they want their lives to be different. Um, but they're so afraid of doing something different and getting out of their comfort zone that they quite often choose the, the predictable and the, certain, the certainty of being a bit miserable and uncomfortable than actually getting out of your comfort zone and growing. A lot of people are afraid of growth, but they, they don't realise that facing your fears is actually the most incredible thing you can do. Yeah. And... Mm. You know, I love the way you explain that because, you know, it, it's reminding me of the lotus that grows in the mud, right? Yeah. And, you know, we've got to get our feet dirty or, you know, get ourselves kind of moving out of that mud or that stickiness that we can sometimes experience 
when we're growing into yeah. a new version of ourselves or yeah. when we're stepping into a new job or a new role, whether it's, you know, even motherhood or parenthood or um, a new job or a new way of being. So we have to grow through that mud or that shit. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. And do you know the interesting thing is there's a perception that growth is extremely painful, extremely dangerous, that things can go wrong and, um, you know, growth is bad. We sort of, we may have put our toe in the water a couple of times, um, but it hasn't been facilitated by somebody supportive and nurturing and, uh, or it may have been facilitated by somebody with that mask who had ulterior motives. So, and that could have even been a parent, a teacher, um, a sports coach or someone who has their own agenda. So we try something, we try to grow a little bit and get hurt. So we jump straight back in our box and we stay mm -hmm. safe. Um, and, and that's where the perception comes from that growth is painful. And people mm -hmm. talk about growth being painful all the time. Um, in the groups that I run, the, the biggest thing people say is, oh my God, that was so much fun. I don't know what I was terrified of. Um, I'll give you an example of somebody growing because it does take courage. We, yeah. we tend to build up the thing that we're, the area that we're wanting to grow in. We tend to build it up using evidence from the past. So like you said, with relationships, all men are turds. So I'm not going to date again because all men are turds. With this client that I had, she was um, wanting to face fears and wanting to grow. And she, for her, the biggest thing in her life thus far had been going to a coffee shop on her own. That's a task that I gave her. Wow. And she was so frightened. And I said, okay, so what do you believe is going to happen? People will look at me. Someone might say something mean. The waiter's going to spill something on me. I won't know how to order. Um, what if, this is true, what if the um, waiter has an, an ethnicity and the accent I can't understand? I'll be embarrassed, mm. I'll embarrass them. So she's rehearsing all this shit that could go wrong and was so frightened. After I tasked her with that, because she really trusted me. I think when you're going to grow, you need someone that, to facilitate it that you trust, um, that will push you in, in a very loving way. After she did that and nobody died and, you know, she got her coffee and had a really nice time and um, she said to me, what do I do next? I now know that everything I'm terrified of, I need to face. Yeah. And I said, well, what are the next two things on your list? And she said, I'm afraid of the dark and I'm afraid of water. And I said, and because they're quite significant, mm -hmm. you can have a lot of trauma from the mm -hmm. past. I, I had a schoolmate hold me under the water until I nearly drowned. And um, I've yeah. had clients who are afraid of the dark because um, a, a mean parent intentionally frightened them in the dark. Mm -hmm. So I put the growth in her court. I said, this is what you want to face. You choose what you do, but choose something fun and exciting and naughty, you know, to do. Yeah. Anyway, I got a photo that later that evening of her in the car with a mate going like, like this. And she looked terrified and she said, I'll tell you in two hours what, I'm, what I've done to face my fears. Then I get two hours later a video of her buzzing absolutely buzzing, grin from ear to ear, eyes bright open. She looked all dishevelled. I thought, what the hell have you done? And they went, they went nighttime dragon boat racing. Wow. I know. And she said, I was so terrified. I was dry reaching. I was trembling. 
and I was cursing you so much, Justine. But she said, thank you for letting me choose what I would do to grow. Yeah. So we helped her identify what it was and she chose. They had a ball. She said she nearly tipped the boat over. She still goes. Yeah, and she beautiful. said, yeah, and now she will, she looks at her list. She's almost through it. She looks at her list and she's like, what is the most fun out there, random thing I can do to face this fear? Yeah. And if you ask her today, she would say, um, growth is not scary. It's something that you have stopped yourself from doing for so long and you'll kick yourself when you start facing it. Yeah. And I, I think that's so important to recognise because without growth, who would we be and where would we be? And, you know, we, we come into this, this world and I'm just kind of seeing visions of us coming in as these babies who are, you know, somewhat helpless in terms of we're relying on someone else to meet our needs for us until we grow to a space where we can crawl then walk and that's growth and so you know we we grow and we transform as we go through our everyday life experiences or we stay stuck in a situation or a and it sometimes can be trauma that um keeps us in that event or situation or remembering that event or situation without having someone hold that space to support our healing and growth and transformation into a new story or a new way of being. And it just reminds me of when I was in South America, I, I learned quite a bit about the indigenous people and their belief systems around how we manifest or create or that side of things and they believe transformation is you know teaches us at every turn at every point yep. in our lives whether it's a shitty relationship with a man or a woman or whoever it might be whether it's you know, a, a job that's unsatisfying and not motivating, whether it's a fear of the dark or a client of mine had significant anxiety about stepping into doing some psychic readings for someone and had created a similar story around this is what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. If we allow ourselves to step into that space and experience something new and just know that it's a story we can transform, then that's where the growth comes. That's where the real gems are. And, yep. you know, it, it allows us to step into that new state of consciousness and awareness, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think the more uncomfortable you, the more you welcome being uncomfortable into your life, the more you'll grow. It's yeah. like um, Miley Cyrus has a song about the ocean. Um, and she's the, the lyrics are, I never thought, I oh know, I always thought I would sink, so I never swam. Mm. And then she met a guy later on in the course who held her hand and showed her, you know, how to swim and it was all beautiful. And this is the thing, a lot of us think we're going to fail. It's all, it's all fear-based around failure. If I try this, I might fail, so I'm not going to try it. 
But instead of saying, what if I fail? It's like, well, what if I, what if I succeed? What if it's fantastic? What if this is good for me? You're talking about bad relationships. I had chosen a string of bad relationships because that was, I was sort of conditioned and made choices when I was younger, you know, all the usual um, textbook guff and didn't trust myself. Mm. And so I just kept choosing the wrong ones. And then when I finally did some work on myself with a great coach, um, I chose someone that I never would have chosen before. Mm. Um, and I've done that with clients as well. I had one ring me up in tears. Please don't make me go on this date. And I said, <laughs> why? And she said, because he's so lovely. And <laughs> it's because she chose bad guys because she knew how it was going to go. She was afraid of Safety, growing. isn't it? Exactly. So they got engaged about uh, November last year. They've been together three years. And even wow. at the start, yeah, she was terrified of growing into, you know, growing and, and surrendering, surrendering, you know. And, and it's so funny. We hang on to the things that harm us and feel bad, yet we're afraid to go for the things that will help us feel great. Yeah. It's just how we've been conditioned. But like you said, you know, it's about, um, it's about looking at what's going on for you and what doesn't feel right and what are you always complaining about and where would you like to grow and going right I need to trust myself I need to trust that I'll just choose a way to to step into this mm. and then see what happens and yeah. if it doesn't work it doesn't work it doesn't mean it's that's the only way to do it so I'll try a different way Exactly. And I think um, there's a couple of things I want to bring in there. We talked a little, we both mentioned about holding space or working with yes. someone that could hold space for you. And it's interesting with, with two of my clients last night, I was teaching them about how to hold space and what that means or what that looks like. And, you know, it's really about holding that space for them to share the story, whether it's the thoughts, the beliefs, the what ifs, the shoulds, the, the coulds, the would have's, the, all of that stuff that we do. Yeah. Um, the emotions that come up and even some of those sabotage patterns and actions that we take that are completely out of alignment with what we're asking for you know, picking the bad guy when you really are after a healthy, loving relationship and yet you keep going back to unhealthy, toxic relationships and, you know, a couple of clients that I've got in mind that, you know, keep choosing that and it's like, okay, well, if you keep choosing that, then we can't help you there, mm. you know. You're choosing to do that yeah. and calling them on that because you're holding space and I talk yeah. to them about, you know, even doing that for myself. I do that for myself. I hold space for myself sometimes and go, oh, my God, what is the story that you've got playing out here, right? <laughs> yes. And we all do it. And so I was saying to them, think about the fact that you might have a bucket in front of you. And it's kind of like your vomit bucket. And you're going to vomit your whole story into that bucket, you know, whether it's the thoughts, the beliefs, the patterns, the, the emotions that go with it and the should-haves and the would-haves and the could-haves. <laughs> Just vomit yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 
throw it all in there. Once it's in that bucket, then we can work on cleaning it up. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's where that's transformation comes, isn't it? I think uh, the, the biggest key to that is, like you said, about holding space. And I, I, uh, holding space is about listening. It's about empathy. It's about non-judgment. So they get everything out. Um, and, you know, I think people judge themselves a bit too. If they hold things back, when yeah. you're working with a coach, you must tell them everything. It's like going yeah. to the doctor. And yeah. saying, look, I've had a sore throat for a few weeks and, you know, I just need to, but not telling them you've had tummy troubles and then you get diagnosed with cancer, bowel cancer a couple of weeks later. It's not the doctor's fault that you haven't told him everything. You know, coaches and mentors can't help you mm-hmm. if you don't tell them everything. And you would have had the same experience yeah. where, it, and you know, because you're so intuitive, you can know when somebody's, there's a little bit they're not telling you. And it's so interesting. I've had people withhold stuff and this would have happened to you. Some things are so small, but they make it really big in their mind and it's around mm. shame and that sort of yeah. thing. And other things are huge. And again, it's for the same reason that they don't share. Or people will say, no, nah, I've dealt with that. I've done all the work on that. I'm done. You know what? You still need to put it in the bucket, honey. And, and it's not about, and I love that because it's not about going, oh my God, look at that vomit. It's got, you know, chucks of this in it and it's awful and it's horrible. It's not about that judgment or that shame. And and I think that's where it comes from. It's about going, you know, I'm going to pat your back and I'm going to nurture you. I'm going to hold space and I'm going to have empathy for you while you're vomiting that story up and getting that out. And we're going to acknowledge that it's there and we're going to validate it and go, you know what, that's a valid story for you from your experiences in your past. And from this moment forward, we get to now flush that story or that vomit or whatever you want to call it (laughs) and and create a new story moving forward that that really acknowledges where you want to grow what is it that you want to grow into is it you know that healthy loving connection in a relationship is it you know a more successful business or or career path that might be coming up what is it is it more health and well-being and what does that look like sound like and feel like for you and taking those steps to get out of your comfort zone yeah, absolutely. Um, I think people don't, people uh, quite tend to go to, to themselves and others, oh, I don't like my life and my partner's crap or I can't, you know, control the way that I'm eating. Like they talk and complain and verbalise about what's not working in their life. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing is we weren't taught how to look at what's going on for us, mm-hmm. work out whether or not what we've made it mean is real and then how to move forward to get what we want. A lot of people say, I don't like what I've got, but when you ask them what they want, they're not really clear on that either. Mm. Um, And and that's the beauty of coaching. I think it's the the biggest mistake I ever made was waiting so long to start with a coach. Um, And I have coaches now still, you know, coaches need coaches. Um, And I learned, you know, back 20 something years ago when I hired my first coach, I learned stuff then that had I known at school, I wouldn't have made the mistakes that I'd made. 
Yeah. And we create a lot of our pain. You know, a lot of our pain is only thoughts. Hmm. Things that we think or believe and stories we've made something mean. And then we carry that forward. And do you know, it's funny, um, Leanne, a lot of people are afraid to let go of their story. Who am I if I'm not sick? Who am I if I'm not an abused woman? You know, who am I if I'm not um, a smoker even? You know, because it's tied around identity and this this is who I am and this is, even as I said, an abused person. Yeah. um, That safety and certainty about who they are, so it's tied around their identity, is more comfortable than stepping out and growing and when yeah. you and you you've done this yourself with clients is when you see them finally go oh Ooh. i can oh i get to let that go oh and then when they do the new things and change their actions and decisions and choices and they become this new person they're literally surprised i love yeah. that bit i love where they yeah. just go oh my god yeah, yeah. Like I just had a client this morning, a coaching client around the spiritual work that I do. Um, and in amongst it, there's stories that come up and patterns and beliefs. And um, her story was around my anxiety. My anxiety won't allow me to do this. My anxiety does this. And my anxiety, I'm like, oh, wow, okay. So we're going to own that as part of who you are. What do you mean? <laughs> And so we just kind of had a little bit of a moment of let's go back to look at where has that all come from and how yeah. are we creating that story about my anxiety won't allow you to me do to do that. What if it's just an emotion that comes up that you can let go of and go, you know what, I feel anxious and that's okay. And I'm going to do it anyway. So the funny yes, thing yeah. was that the task I'd given her was to step into doing some tarot readings for some people she didn't know because she kept going to people she knew. <laughs> and I'm like, not yeah, going to work. Like, not going to no. work. You want to work with clients on this. You're going to have to work with people you don't know. And exactly. so she came this morning and she said, oh, my God, you'd be so proud of me. I went into a big spin and... <laughs> You know, I was so anxious and I was angry and I was frustrated. She said, my husband was looking at me going, what's going on? And she said, I lost it with him. And then she went, plus I'm now going to get in my heart space and do some tarot readings. And he went, oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so scary. Right. And I said, so how did that play out? And she said, well, I felt anxious. And I went and laid down and I got in my heart and I did it anyway. And you know what? She was bang on. She was so accurate. And her whole story was, I can't do psychic reads. Yeah. Actually, you can because you were really accurate. So now she's got the evidence and the proof of that. In amongst the story that unfolded. All afraid. Yeah. God love her. And that's the thing we use. We, we take ownership of things. I, I used to have my migraines. Okay. Oh, my migraines. Yeah, because I was scared or I didn't want to face something. Oh, I've got a migraine, you know. Yeah. And so <laughs> when I, so I haven't had one. I think I've had two in two years. I used to get two or three a week. Yeah. So once I got rid of that crap, because part of not wanting to grow was 
if I can't use migraines as, and my anxiety and panic attacks mm. as an excuse, that means I've actually got to do some things that yeah. I'm afraid of. Yeah. And when you look back, when you look back on it, I feel like a deal. Seriously, mm. they were very real, you know, yeah. and they were mine. They were all mine because that allowed me to control my environment around yeah. me. Yeah. And I think that's the key point that, that I'd like to get across to everybody is that word control because often what the actual fear is is, you know, where we feel safe with what's going on right now, whether it's my anxiety, my migraines, my whatever, um, you know, or my job that I'm unhappy with or my you know, relationship that's unhealthy and un and toxic, but I can't leave because what would I do? The reality is it's a fear of the unknown. It's a fear of change yeah. because we're safe, we're comfortable in what we know. Yeah. And so Even it if means... Even what we know is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It means stretching. And, you know, one of the... And I'll, you know, my mum's nearly 70 and bless her. I, I've been slowly teaching boundaries and saying, you know, because that generation in particular was not taught to put themselves first and, and it's okay to say no to something that yeah. you don't want to do. And it was funny leading into Christmas, she was getting all these invitations from people and all these things that... The first one she said yes to and went and rang me and went, oh, that didn't go well. I went, you kind of knew you needed to say no, didn't you? And she said, yes, yeah. I did. Okay, I got it. <laughs> the next one, she rang me, oh, you'll be so proud of me. A friend rang and asked to catch up for lunch. And I said, no. <laughs> and I went, how did that feel? And she said, actually, really good. <laughs> yes. Isn't it amazing, you know? Yeah. saying no and drawing boundaries actually feels good but we get ourselves wound up in all of this guilt and like you said all the shoulds and coulds and what are they going to think if I say no and da 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 that's mm. it isn't it it's oh I'll disappoint them oh god yes that's the best emotional blackmail uh, um, it's like yeah. okay so how you going to feel oh. you know while you're there it's okay to you know, it's not okay to disappoint them, but it's okay to disappoint yourself in yes. amongst it by saying yes to something that you don't want to do. Yeah. Well, you look at how many people go into debt doing things that they don't want to do over Christmas, mm. you know, buying stuff for people so that Auntie Ethel doesn't get upset and I've got to spend the same amount of money on that person as that person. And, yeah. oh, it's just, it's just the right thing to do. And, and we've got to go to Perth to see Dad and his side of the family or... I had a client this year who was in tears and the workplace because I work part-time mm. and uh, she was in tears and I said, what's the matter? And she said, I really don't want to go to Perth this year. I'm exhausted. We can't afford it. My husband's miserable when we go and so on. Anyway, I said to her, so what's the worst that could happen mm. if you ring your parents and say, we're not coming this year? She'd never not gone and she's 46. Wow. I know, right? And she, you could see this little girl that was just so full of guilt and shame and fear. And, and she said, well, they'll be, you know, they'll be angry at me and they'll say that they're disappointed. And I said, and then what's mm -hmm. going to happen to you? Hmm. And she said, oh, well, they probably won't speak to me for a couple of months. And I said, well, how great will that be? 
you know, you sort of break a state. Yeah. And then I said, what do you really want to do? And she told me, hire an apartment in Darling Harbour and yeah. just be on their own. Long story short, they did it. She was terrified. Her, her mum pouted for about two days and then rang up and, you know, tried, oh, your sister will be disappointed. And Joe said, Joe said to her, okay. And she came to work and said, I felt so brave. But she was, like, yeah. excited and thrilled that she'd yeah. grown by facing a fear. And they went away and they had a ball and, yeah, Amazing. And I think that's the point for, you know, those who are watching and listening. Growth happens in our everyday, in those little decisions or those big decisions that we make that, you know, even by saying no to something or that doesn't work for me or however you want to put it, um, you know, and it's okay to allow someone else to sit in their own discomfort or their own disappointment or their own hurt, if that's how they that's feel. You can't change that. That's a brilliant point, Leanne. That is absolutely brilliant because we're, we were raised, particularly our mums here were raised, you are responsible for how everybody else feels and you don't matter. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. That is bullshit. And we are so driven by fear of what other people are going to think and fear of disapproval that you said before. That's bang on. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, we've got to really come back to ourselves and go, you know, is this how and where I want to be growing? Mm. You know, how often do you ask yourself that question? In what area of my life do I want to experience growth? Okay, and what actions am I willing to take to get me there? Yes, yeah. It's so funny. People will... um read a book and they'll go to a seminar or they'll watch a TED talk about, about change and growth, or it could be something that really motivates and inspires them. And then they don't do anything. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, well that didn't work. Honey, <laughs> you got to do the doings and take the actions. It's consistent daily action. It doesn't matter if it's one thing, pick one thing to do differently and mm. that will help you grow in any area. That might exactly. be uh, not watching TV for a hundred days. People say, oh, I don't have time for growth or I don't have time for X, Y, Z. Yeah. Don't watch TV for 100 days. You task them with that and watch the horror on their face. Yeah. Well, it'll find you about an extra 15 to 30 hours a week. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's just pick one action to do and that'll make you grow no matter how big or small. Yeah, and, it, and it's interesting, you know, I'm, I'm doing some work with a corporate client um, a few days a week as well as my business clients and teaching at night and coaching and and all of that plus I'm about to start my PhD so I've just sat down I know you're amazing talk about growth um, yeah. <laughs> and, and that will stretch me and I know it will stretch me and I, I know I've procrastinated about it for a while and it's time so I've taken the step and I'm just going to step into it however that looks um but what i and what i was mindful of was in amongst all of that i need some space for me i need some downtime to rebalance re-energize and just do that so in the last two or three months i've been putting things in place to create the space to allow for that growth 
Yeah. And one of those things is my Sundays are my non-people day. I oh, do good. not human on a Sunday. No peopling. <laughs> no peopling. So unless I choose to, because yes, it yes. feels good for me to do that. Yeah. Generally, my Sundays are a no-go zone. So my family know, now knows, yeah. do not ask me to do anything on a Sunday. Mm. Full stop. And do you know, that would take so much pressure off you knowing that you're not going to have that expectation on you. Yeah, it would really set you up to be already relaxed and open and receiving. Like that would be beautiful. That's yeah. a really great act of self-love. And and what I want to get across to people is if you're setting an intention in a particular area of your life to grow, you have to do the lead-in work to that to create the space to allow for the growth. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And the thing is, when people say, I don't have time for it, that could be an excuse. It could be from fear it could be because they don't know what to do or they don't know how to create this space. Like you just said, so simple. Sundays, don't call me. Um, you, you know what's worse than not having time right now is regret in 20 years that you didn't make the time. Exactly. That, that would eat me up. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I'm aware that you and I could just keep talking. It's amazing. Hours. We just like flow. I love it. I love it. Um, so I'm sure there'll be another episode in it somewhere along the lines. And for those who are listening or watching, um, please feel free to comment and um, let us know if you'd like Justine and I to do another episode on anything that we've mentioned um, in our ramblings with this episode. <laughs> I keep taking you off on tangents, but it's awesome. It goes yeah. where it needs to go. I trust that. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for sharing. Can you let people know where they can connect with you if they want to learn more about what you do? Sure. My website is justinedean.com. Nice and simple. I would encourage people to read my the blog tab in there. The blogs are all two-minute reads. It gives you a great insight into what I believe and what I teach. Also find me on Facebook, um, Justine Dean Official. And that will sort of, again, there's lives and information and stuff in there about the programs that I'm running. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's always Thank fun you. connecting with you. I know, right? It's so much fun and we could talk all day. <laughs> um, for those of you who want to connect with me further, I'm Leanne, The Barefoot Medium. My website, thebarefootmedium.com.au or on Facebook, Leanne the Barefoot Medium. Um, jump online, have a look at the um, coaching programs or readings or even um, some of the webinars that I'm going to have coming up, which I may, might talk to Justine about doing some together. Um, so let's see how we go. <laughs> so thank you everyone for joining us on this episode of Barefoot TV and podcast show. And I look forward to seeing you next month with our special guest. Um, any comments, any areas you'd like us to talk about or cover on the show, then please feel free to let me know. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing and whoever you are with, I hope it brings you love, joy and peace. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye, guys. <laughs>